Hey everyone, welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I'm here with my co-host Erin Pruitt and I am Bethany Evans and today is our last panel with uh, our wild and messy book club. Um, we've been discussing Glennon Doyle's book, uh, what's it called? Untamed? <laughs> I drew a blank for a second. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's it called? I'm going to call it uh, Untamed rather than uh, uh, Untamed. Like, uh, uh, untamed? This is me being messy. messy. <laughs> this is me being messy. <laughs> well, Anyways, thank and you. So- Welcome, ladies, for our last recording. I know. Woo! We have Michelle, MK, Kayla, Trina, Kelly, and Jordan. So thank you, ladies, for being here. And we're doing the final, kind of like the second part of part three of the book. Um, so we, we're going to be all over the place. I kind of felt, did anyone else feel like that last part of the book, it was like, consistent but then she kind of went into other pieces a little bit and I was like so I I said the questions we're gonna talk about tonight like they, I felt like oh god I probably look like I'm all over the place but I was trying to pick from different discussions she was sharing okay so you ready to get going yeah. ready let's do it as just so we know Kayla just flashed her butt in the camera <laughs> <laughs> And so wow. part four, we could just like have straight talk about that. It was very cute, Kayla. <laughs> last week, uh, last time we were topless. This time we're bottomless. Oh bottomless. yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Bottomless, yeah. That would be the messy part. <laughs> <laughs> messy, messy. <laughs> oh my god! It took me a minute to get that. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. I love it. <laughs> All right, so in the book, um. Have you ever, she talked about um, a woman in a, um, she was, uh, I think, doing a book signing share, um, Glennon was, and the woman finally stands up and says, hey, an older lady, like my granddaughter, my niece, my nephew, what's up with all this gayness? I loved it. And... um, Oh, wait, I read the wrong question. Whatever. It's fine. So I'm We're, just going to jump into that is, one. I was going to say, <laughs> your voice is all over the place. Good. That's for sure. Right. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I went, I skipped. So, whatever. Be. So, we'll do that one. Start that. And she's like, what's up with all the gay? What? Nothing. What's up with all the gay right now? Why is everyone why is everyone so gay all of a sudden? Is what yeah. She said. And she <laughs> joked and answered like she said first she acknowledged like finally someone's asking something in the room. It's this question in the room is like people are wondering. And then she joked and I forget the woman's name was like Ellen or Helen or something. She's you know what, Helen? It's because of all those damn GMOs. And so it was good. so funny. But have you ever asked or do you have any questions that you don't ask? I, that you would like to ask each other or ask Bethany or me or like, what's up with this? And this is so funny. (laughs) Listeners, if you could see the faces Uh, staring at me like, fuck, Erin, you're supposed to do like, there's, there was foreplay before that question. I was going to say exactly that. You just shoved it right in. You literally, (laughs) like nothing. This is the question I wrote. Not even a you skipped like five questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you want to shelf that one and come back to it? No, I think we should do it. Yeah, even ready. Yeah, let's just do it. Go, MK. Go, MK. (laughs) Okay, I have a question though. That's why I said it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, within the last like couple years, 
my body feels like it's falling apart. Mm. Is that going to be forever? Like, is it going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to oh, be next year. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm tired like, of it falling apart. How does, how do I not pretty fall sure apart? that's to the older ladies? Well, to anyone. So I struggle with this. Kelly's um, the eldest in the group. So go, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I struggled with this because at one time I was, you know, considered a pretty saucy wench. And um, I you still are. Thank you. Thank you. Well, at least I keep flashing them, right? Yeah. Um, you know, MK, I think that the what happens is, is in America, you know, especially this close to Hollywood, that ideal figure is is highlighted. I mean, it's 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 we it's the only thing that is of value along with youth. And I think there's a slow shifting to valuing the wisdom. And I noticed like the gray hair is, you know, becoming popular even amongst young people and that type of thing. But honestly, I think becoming okay with yourself in terms of, uh, you know, who you are and ethics and who you are as a person and, you know, your spiritual and personal growth is going to be the best way to ride that one out because this physical body is meant to shut down and i think that the emphasis needs to become uh you know how is your heart how is your soul who are you in this world i struggle with this i mean and i keep praying for grace um in this and to walk this road in grace and i don't say that i always do a great job i would say keep up on your exercise that's the best way that you're going to feel okay about moving through this but it does it just continues to like um, it's it's so crazy that when one ailment seems to resolve a new one pops up and i right. swear google is my worst enemy because <laughs> everything is either cancer or a heart attack like yeah <laughs> yeah i'm totally so i'm i would say i'm the next oldest person yeah. in this group and um i i agree with kelly i think that's a huge thing is is the movement thing but i'm totally with you there was like a time where i felt like it was in this void of like i could do anything you know you get hurt but it, you bounce back it's like a scrape you put a band-aid on but everything that hurts now comes with like how long is this gonna last yeah it, and you don't know what you've done to yourself so you do you what do i stop doing this and you start overthinking these things um, I agree. I think it's part of age, but it's also just a mindset to tell yourself, but I can still do this. So right now this hurts doing this, you know, whether it's running or cycling, maybe it's, you know, you're getting out of bed and you're getting out of bed, just a weird way, you know, give yourself a few minutes just to lay in bed and set an intention to get out of bed differently. <laughs> I mean, it does feel old. And the other thing kind of piggybacking on what Kelly said, that's been a big thing for me um, recently, I would say is um, in terms of a physical female sense, I've been looking at old pictures of myself and um, I've been using that now as a tool to stay in the moment of appreciating where I'm at now because I never did back then mm -hmm. so it just recently I saw a picture of myself where I and I remember like oh my god I remember feeling like such a fatty when I took that picture or, or I felt like my hair looked so stupid and now 
I think I'm not, you know, I'm a beautiful person who I am right now. And I have to start seeing that now because I'm going to be 60, 70, 80, and I'll never have spent time present to this body where I am right now. And, but that doesn't change the physical pain (laughs) (laughs) that comes with getting older. And it does get, it, it is getting things hurt more as I get older. It's just happening that way, but you know, it is what it is. There's a couple of things too, I would um, suggest, I hate to jump in on this, but this is an area I've been really thinking about is dialogue with your body too. If you're noticing a pain, ask it if it has something to tell you, because Mm. I think that there's such richness in that. I mean, we tend to go, oh, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to see that. You know, I really don't want to consider what this might mean, but it might be something that has to say to you. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. And that's more bodies, my partner more, oh, it's a right. more full figure partner, but it's my partner <laughs> and, and having it like we're in it to get, we're in this life together as partners rather than as enemies or wrestling with each other. And here's one last thing I'll say is then you gotta stop because we have the next question. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> this might be very relevant. This might be very relevant. It better be listeners. fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna really do good. Okay, so my knee was really in pain for years and years and years, and I noticed that I would be mad at it, right? I'd be walking my dog and I'd be like, goddamn knee, blah blah blah. And I started to shift that into thank you, knee. I mean. It wasn't my knee's fault that I, you know, rodeoed and soccered and danced, you know, all of that stuff, right? So I went, yeah, on the tables. (laughs) Probably. So I would thank it. And I swear to God, in a block, I didn't notice the pain. Mm -hmm. So it was shifting how I talked to my cells and the gratitude. I swear, try it. Have your own personal experience with that because it can really make a big difference. And now I'll shut up. Thank you. I love that. Anyone else have like, okay, what's up with this? Or, okay, I have, what's up with, like she said, what's up with all the gay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I have a question. If no one has a question, I have a question. Can anyone help me break down? So as a, identifying someone who had been identified to me, transgender, because this person had transitioned and then someone had come back to town and said, oh, wait, so confused so i was explaining and then izzy's like no they identify pansexual i feel like i'm already fucking up when i thought i was just starting to get better does anyone have words that can help in this i know none of you well i don't know of any i don't think of your experts but i know that i feel like i can are you asking the difference like between transgender and pansexual or like asking yeah like i know lgbtq but we were just having this conversation because uh Someone I know was talking about another person's kid who is now um, identifying as non-binary. Non-binary too. That was the other one. Okay. Can you and, break that down? And I was saying we were just having, my kids go to a Catholic school. And so I often feel like I'm like the, the liberal arm of media. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 and so I Waking mean, everybody just, up. We had just, well, we just, you know, like you might want to consider this thing it is true yeah and so what we, we had just recently said and I have another mom in 
in arms with me in this fight. And I was like, so I've never actually said this out loud, but it seemed to do a trick. So anyway, that it was like, so non-binary has to do, or male or female has to do with your gender, right? Which is like who you identify as, like as mm-hmm. a gender. Pansexual, gay, lesbian, like that has to do with your sexuality. Like who you're attracted mm-hmm. to romantically. So is, is non-binary better said than transgender? No, they're not the same. They're, they're, not, they're not the same. same. Transgender is um, someone who I think has transitioned to be, right? Fully transitioned and to be non-binary, a, a, the other I, gender. You, or, I don't, you, I, you non-binary don't identify, identify as a gender. Yeah, you don't identify so, as a gender. So they didn't modify their body. They're not taking hormones or whatever it was. But I think transgender, it's they tend to Fluid is another word, yeah. I think. Fluid, yeah. yeah. For, for uh, non-binary. Yeah, is, uh, yes. is a ka fluid. Yes, so I think it's great yes. you're even asking this. That's one of the things your daughter said to me. She goes, "I just love that you ask me these questions." So I think <laughs> yeah. that's a big deal. It's a big deal to just be curious and try to understand it because it means you care. Ah, yeah. yeah, I'm totally in. And then when I and then I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I get nervous. I'm going to use it wrong. So. Well, you just don't, I mean, good, you're right? learning, right? You're that's learning. what being messy is about is like right. you, you try it and you may fuck up, but at least you tried, like, you know, like it's better yeah. than pretending and, like it doesn't exist. Exactly. And at different times, mm-hmm. things change, right? Things, like right. definitions right. Of things evolve over time. So mm-hmm. what was. All right. Anyone else have. We... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Mom. I thought it was. I have a to add to this my partner's mom is a professor at a university and she's like I forgot what she teaches but some type of sociology or psychology or whatever um but she'll go around and ask all the all the all the students what do you identify as and there's you know Asian American you know African American some people use pronouns and then you know, they're trying to guess like, oh, is it because, you know, of the, the gender and uh, the non-binary? She's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, mind you, remember she's covered in tattoos, right? <laughs> Finally, she walks around until she gets the answer that she's looking for. And it's like, she'll ask someone and go, what do you identify as? And they're like, well, my name's Dave. And that's it. She's like, see, she's like, I don't care about any of that. What's your name? Right. Who are you? Like, mm. right. Which, and so that kind of shifted my mind a little bit and it helped me to just like, what's your name? Right. You know, I'll yeah. call you by your name mm-hmm. instead of, cause there's a lot of things that I don't think I'll ever truly understand. And, um, no matter how much, cause I don't, I'm not feeling it. I don't go through it. You know, I'm right. Jordan. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a woman. And even though I act like a grumpy old man. Um, <laughs> you were probably one in your past life. What if they come totally. up with something? They're going to come up with something that's going to be called woman who identifies as grumpy old man. On They're the going to call it Jordan. They're going to call yeah. it Joe. My nickname. That's called Joe. Are we, called are Joe. we meant to understand though? Or, or are that's we meant to understand? Thing. Or are we just meant to ask questions? I mean, that's yeah. the thing is I'd like, I like anybody that's willing to ask the question versus somebody that you know, I mean, I, I get understanding. I think we should strive to understand, but how do we know? Maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's the distinction, you know? Like, 
it's also more about just ask the question, you know, be exactly just be open to asking and being curious and letting right, people it's like I feel also like they're it's not their job to tell you either right exactly no so I agree like, with that how do I I wish yeah. I had like a well closer we, friend to ask questions we, but it's not their job either as yeah. humans we need for whatever reason to identify and classify things and and put labels on things because it makes us feel safer. If we know that this person is a man or a woman, then, you know, we'll know how to act with them or, you know, like how to be, it it just depends where you're coming from. It's interesting because when I read people, if I talk to a spirit, swear to God, I can't always pick up the human qualities. I pick up the energy and and I'm like, and there's been like times when I'm like, oh, it feels like a woman, but I got to tell you, I don't know if they're male, female, <laughs> I don't really, but who here's why they're showing me like woman energy. And they're like, oh my gosh, it was my grandpa. And, and, and the way he kind of filled in, he was my mom's dad filled in for my mom, you know, like things like that. So I feel like I'm, I'm on the verge of stepping in it all the time. But mm. I do think what Trina was saying is like, I try to adjust my volume to where they want to be like kind of my radio mm-hmm. station. Like, do you yeah. want to talk? Do you not? And I, and if I step in it, I just try to clean it up as quickly as possible. Right. Yeah. Um, but your intentions and isn't that what we're all supposed to be about? Our intentions aren't to be cruel or to, right. you know, to judge. Yeah. Judge. It's just, I want to know. And I'm not going to always sound very intelligent in my question, but my question, my my, my care in asking it, I hope can be understood. I'd rather yeah. be mm-hmm. sound like an idiot than pretend that I know. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I'll choose that every I time. I think that's so important. I just said, I just was telling someone at work the other day, not about this subject, but about like in general, like if I sound like I'm being a jerk and I'm not saying, I know I'm being a jerk right now, like you know, like if I'm not acknowledging it, then I'm probably not aware of it. You should tell me. Right. <laughs> like, like I, I want my interest want the in that. My, my interest is in dialogue, right? It's in yeah. knowing how people are experiencing this situation and like being able mm. to express how I am. And, and not everyone is like that, unfortunately, you know, no. like is willing no. to get that feedback is not everyone has those agreements with people in their lives where you're like, can you please just let me know when I'm being just a dick or yeah, I like, like we, and we don't even trust each other half the right. time to believe e- each other that we do want to know. Yeah. Right. yeah. It would be so much easier. Oh my God. Just get it done. Get it yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it's a, it's yeah. about respect. It's not like, you know, it's, it's yeah. really just about They're respecting. Like, Cause they say, well, they I, call it like assuming positive intent, but like to do that, you have to really trust that that person has trust. positive intent, you right. know, and they have to right. demonstrate it. So, and you have to do the same, right. For yourself. Right. Yeah. Or are you going to so, say, Kayla? Oh. Yeah. I was just saying, um, so it's creating like a safe space too. Cause early on in my teaching career, probably like just after like, it was probably my second year of teaching. I had a, I had a student who transitioned like through the year. And so just being a new teacher in general, you know, you have, it's like, you feel like you're just, you're on a roller coaster ride and you're just hanging on, you know, trying to figure everything out. But then, you know, 
I also have all these students that I'm responsible for. And, you know, it's, you know, I would say like I've been teaching seven years. So this was like probably like five years ago. And I feel that even like five years ago, these were conversations that we weren't always openly having, you know, and being high school kids, you know, like now it's like, it's, it's more talked about and asking questions, you know, like, I think that's pretty much like what I did. I wanted to create a safe space for my student, right. Cause we have such a large class and we all work together, but I didn't know. I felt like it was my responsibility to, um, to ask questions because I didn't know, but not like ask questions about the process because that's for me to like figure out, but just about like what that particular student needed from me to feel safe in my environment. You know, like what could I do to make you feel welcome, safe, but also like create a safe space for others because I'm sure all the other students probably had, you know, their own thoughts and questions too. So it's like creating this atmosphere in a room of like 30 different young people too. And these, um, when you get these opportunities, you know, in your, in your lifetime or whatnot. Yeah. I've had two, yeah. I've had two of those. I've had a student. And then also prior to that, I had a coworker who, who also transitioned in the time that I knew, um, that I knew her. So it's very interesting. All right. Uh, I have another question. Hopefully I go in order. If not, fuck it. Um, <laughs> is this what I'm um, doing? What the fuck you like looks like. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> Probably. Um, okay. In the book, have you ever felt you had to do something that you never, you were never given? Like in the book, she talks about a, a woman writing her saying, I don't know how to love well because my mother, my parents didn't love me well. And now I have a child. Um, so I was just curious, have any of you tried doing something or giving yourself something that was never given to you? What did that look like? For me, it's being vulnerable. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I would, that was never an option growing up. Yeah, I've met, met your mom. I get, yeah. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> and, um, and uh, it was almost like mocked in a way, right? Or, or no one, mm-hmm. no one else showed up also vulnerable. So I didn't have a model for it. Nobody talked about difficult things. So I've had to navigate this now throughout my whole life. And it's like just recent too, like Aaron and I were just recording an episode about fears and phobias. And this came up about my fear of vulnerability. And well, it's actually a phobia, I think, (laughs) because it's a pattern over a long period of time. Um, How I, it's, I'm just now starting to acknowledge how serious it actually is and and where I, um, how I show up when I, am wanting to be vulnerable, but not wanting to be vulnerable. Like people think I'm being vulnerable, but I'm actually not. So yeah, it's an interesting, um, interesting thing to notice. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? Um, I think what came up for me when I read this question was, um, you know, something that I didn't learn, you know, from my parents and it's like, uh, learning how to manage my money, like finances, like having those types of conversations, you know, um, I know my parents did the best 
that they could with what they had. But I think it just trend, you know, it, it goes down the line. Like they didn't learn it from their parents, their parents didn't learn, you know? So it's like, that's just a tool that we didn't have in our toolboxes. And so now me as a, an adult, single adult living, you know, it's like, that's something that I'm trying to learn and to gift to myself is learning about how to manage that in the finances and learning that because, you know, I definitely, um, didn't get that from my parents by any means, you know, I, I saw everything of what not to do. And then unfortunately followed in those footsteps, but luckily caught on early on, like how to manage and how to fix that. So it's like what I'm you know, doing now, trying to get out of that. I could definitely piggyback on what Kayla just shared. That was a, a thing for my parents as well. I, I think, you know, Aaron could attest to that too. Probably money wasn't was unspoken except when there was scarcity. Mm. And then when scarcity hit, it was like a panic. You know, I just remember worrying constantly when we were little about food certain times, you know, there just things were tight and scary. And um, you had, I mean, to the point where you even hid food sometimes. And I remember just why we didn't talk about it. When we only talked about, whenever I heard about money, it was when there wasn't money. And then I met my husband and he, money was a big part of the conversation on the other extreme, how to save. You spoke about it. You, you talked about how, what, how, how much you had to have in certain accounts. Um, and so that you could um, have enough to survive, you know? So he came from another tree and we had to find something in the middle um, that worked for both of us because he, you know, I wanted to live in like, fuck this. I'm scared of being scared of not having enough money, but he was super scared of not having enough money. (laughs) So we just hit it very, very interesting. But I, but what's great about our relationship is we've come to a really good place around that. And that's made a big difference in our life. But I, I, but, and now our kids talk about money. They know, what, what's changed in with my children now is they know about savings accounts. They know about vacation accounts. Like you, you want as much as you want to save for this, make sure you have an account that is for spending to go somewhere, go like literally that is fun money and have really good fun with it. And that's something neither of us grew up with. And now our kids are able to take that and move forward and, and hopefully create a generation of, of kids that'll do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyone else before I move on to the next question? I think I'm just, I'm just gonna say camera. I'm just gonna say you just taught me about a vacation account right now. Yeah. You have to and you have to name it, or you can name it fun account, vacation, mm-hmm. whatever it is that for you. Like I love travel, but whatever it is for you, um yeah, and, and that is my like son happening. just did it. It's huge. And it, it when you open your your um your bank page and you see that it because I hate I never I used to hate opening anything around money and now I see that I'm like oh, I love it I get so excited that is <laughs> awesome that yeah. is in my life right now that's happening yeah and it's so nice too because when you do go on vacation it's because I, I I did that when I traveled to, to Ireland the last time and it's so freeing 
because it's like, you know, it's like, I, I've deserved this. I've earned it. Like, let's go. You know, when before it's like, sometimes you pull out that debit card and you're like, Ugh, you know, like, should I be doing this? Please have money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But in this way, it's just, it's a level of like allowing yourself just to be present in the moment of wherever you are, because you know, that that is, that's what that's there for. And it's not held accountable for your other livelihood. I love it. Great. All right. I have Kelly, a question. Did you wanna, oh, I think Kelly, oh, did you no, yes, Kelly. Oh, I was just going to say, I had to learn how to be in community and have friends because my family was drinking and you didn't bring people home. And um, thanks to Aaron and her family, they helped teach me. I was very awkward about all of that because I never so I went from a drunken household to out partying and that I had friends that were partiers but I didn't learn how to do a depth of community and friendship until I was in my 50s and I'm still learning (laughs) (laughs) quickly it's happening very quickly um okay so Glennon writes I'm willing to lose anything that requires myself to keep. It's a question to all of you ladies. What is your guiding principles? What is what guides you that you will, you must keep? And are you willing to lose anything for? I changed the question. Sorry, Kayla. But it's, you know, close. <laughs> Just so you know, listeners, Kayla writes the answers. So I feel like Kayla's looking at me like, God damn it, Aaron, stop changing that. <laughs> I have a written response for this. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. with Kayla. Oh, you wrote your answers to you, Trina? No, today, yeah. this, this is the first time I didn't do it. I'm a total mess on this one, but I mm-hmm. typically, I line up directly with Kayla. I like nice. to be very prepared. <laughs> Look at you guys. You're next to each other on in my uh, really? yes, picture, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Trina, Kayla. you you should know that I didn't write my questions out either because oh, were sent to us so late. I didn't have oh, time to like be in my head about right. it. I so I was mine. like, well, fuck. Jordan, did you ever write any of your answers? I did. Oh, you I did? Oh, dang. Oh, I did. And then I realized that like, I was better if I didn't even get the script because last week, last, last week, last time I didn't get the script and I was like, let's wing this. <laughs> Screw it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I loved it after recording the third one, which I'm going to say was the uptight one. I'm in my head. I call it the uptight answers from all of us. It was a little like, <gasps> and then Jordan, like the, remember at the end, we're like, okay. The third one was the best one. The third one was the best one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say the third one, we opened up more. Yes. And I remember Jordan, we started saying, hey, you know, like if we want people to be more free, talk. And then Jordan goes, yeah, that last one sucked. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as we gave her permission, the truth came yes, out. It's true. Yeah, I was like, nice butt, Kayla. Um, <laughs> she really does. She has a great tuchus. She's a great butt. She does. It's Good a CrossFit butt. butt. I right do there. admit. I do admit butt. Butt when I see her in person. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, damn no, we're enjoying it. You should be hanging out there okay. longer. My cat's um, trying to get into the closet right now, oh. meowing outside, so I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so what are you unwilling? You will give up everything because you're you were unwilling to lose something for yourself. I don't understand the question. 
I don't either. I feel like I am willing to lose anything that requires myself to keep. So what a part of yourself are you not willing to lose and you will give up everything. So Okay, Aaron, you model the answer. (laughs) So for me, I will give, I will, my motto, especially in my house is I will not believe anyone over myself. And I swear, not believe anyone, my instincts, my intuition, I don't give a flying fuck if you give me medical research. If it doesn't feel right to me, which I love data and research, but if it doesn't land for me, I will not absorb it. And I say that to like, even Izzy or Carl, I'll be like, they'll be like, no, that didn't happen. I'm like, you know what? I know, I hear you, but it, that doesn't feel right. So and they're like, I say, you don't believe me. And I'm like, well, if you want that to be, but I believe myself first and which has me, this isn't landing for me. And I don't think I did that. I, I got that out of Hoffman process where I was like, I choose me and my gut, no matter what asshole or someone I love, no matter, I call my family asshole sometimes. So I just need to be honest. No matter what asshole tries to convince me otherwise. And my assholes are from six years old to 14. So um, in this house. So that's one thing that I will, when Carl and I started dating, I will like, I will lose you over ever losing belief in myself. So does that model it well? Thank you. Yeah. Good job. I love that. Sorry, I didn't put it in a good question. I'll leave that <laughs> question. Messy. <laughs> Messy. I probably would say that one was one I was hoping a lot more people would be talking about, so I wouldn't. But <laughs> so you would not to answer. <laughs> nobody, so nobody's saying anything, but I, I guess it's probably a reason. Um, for me, um, it would be freedom, if that makes sense, autonomy, um, which is funny because I don't have a tremendous amount of that, but it is something like uh, back against the wall. If I knew I was going to lose personal freedom around my, it's hard to explain, but, but that would be, that would be it for me. I would, like, I would give up a lot. If I try to lot. take your personal freedom, what does that look like? I mean, I know we just had 4th of July. Are you saying like freedom of speech or are you talking like freedom? No, like, I'm talking about freedom of, um, choose, like similar to what you're saying, choosing myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, if, if I were to, at this point in the game, I don't have small children anymore. So if, if the shit hit the, hits the fan, you know, I want to, be with the people I love but if they're gonna say you can't do you can't do this unless we're with you or less you know we're part of it I don't know I I, I don't know if that makes sense I'm kind of like yeah. <laughs> that's probably why like, I no, didn't no, like, like freedom of choice like freedom yeah of choice. yeah okay. yeah I think yeah, yeah I, get I think it goes back to earlier the earlier podcast that we have around um you know not having had uh independence so for me being told that I won't be able to choose independence is like a, a non-starter at this point now for me. I have mm. to be able to choose that for me. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's definitely mine too is growing up in a very codependent family. It's um, and not having your independence supported. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's what I won't ever give up again. Like I'll be alone for the rest of my life if I have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. I just will. I'm with Aaron. I always trusted my gut and like, mm. I, I can, people, I will not be around people if I don't like them. 
just mm-hmm. thought, why don't you like them? I don't know. <laughs> just feel it. I just, yeah. I just feel it. I've always been like that too. And that you said, I don't know. I think for me so long, it was like, I had to have a reason. And as I've gotten older and I'm 15 years, I think, or no, 14 years older than you, but it's like, I don't need a reason. I feel it. Exactly. Therefore that's reality for me. Yep. Yeah. I tell, yep. I tell my partner that too. I was like, I don't, I don't mm, this area. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. feeling it. I'm feeling What about it. you, MK? I think for me, it's, sorry. Oh, please. Is that your hubby? <laughs> yes. Oh Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, look at you at a whole parade. Yes, like three or four people back there. MK just had a parade behind her on this Yeah, It's all blurry, so we couldn't see who it was here. Confidential house guest. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think it's the ability to change my mind. So if I make a choice to do something, and that doesn't, for whatever reason, feel good later. So I guess it's like a mix of things. And then for whatever reason, if I have to change my mind, like I'm, it's okay. Like I don't carry around the guilt, you know? We get yeah. to your um, husband's booty bent over. <laughs> oh, MK, it's husband's booty. Poor MK, she's being so serious in her husband. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not gonna pass. They have no idea what we're saying. No, she has <laughs> <headphones> on. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. They don't know. Like, fuck, I want them to hear. Um, MK, I had a client one time say to me, I I will always be able to change my mind, like, like I change hair color, like it's my personal way. And that and that was just like I thought I think she turned like 50, and that was her motto. It was like, Yeah, I can change my mind as easily as changing my hair color. Yeah. And it's mine to change. I love that. Yeah. Anyone it's taking me a Anyone long else? time. Yeah. Anyone else want to share? Adopting all of these. <laughs> well, this fun. one I didn't, I didn't yeah. really yeah. understand, but then listening to everybody say, I think that's what I was trying to, that's what came up for me is like, and I think that is true. Like as you turn, I'm almost 50. Like, I, I just want to be who I am. I just want to be like, I mean, I want to be in relationship and I want to understand people and I want to like be curious about people. But I also just like, I don't want to make up a whole thing about why I'm not going somewhere. Right. I just want to be like, I get tired. I'm done, <laughs> I'm done being right. around people <laughs> and just be like nice about it. But like, then just leave like Kelly. Just leave yeah, like Kelly. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Bye. So I like that. I like, I like, I choose me over anything else. Like I like, that's a, that says it. It's a, but it's a long process for people. And I don't know who, is anybody else here at the oldest in the family? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're the oldest. I think that is probably Michelle and I have talked often about this, but that's probably one of the hardest things for us is to change that good girl pattern of mm-hmm. having to have to answer you know, always right. having to have an answer of why, why I'm doing why? this, why I'm doing that, or why I shouldn't do that or be talked out of, you know, whatever the case may be. And so to find our, I am curious with MK, because I know for me, that is, is like, I'm 50. So it's taking me this long right. to say, I'm okay with the consequences of what this might look like to the people who have had 
a pretty tremendous amount of control in my life. Yes. Part of which, because they've had control and part of, because I've given control, but yeah. you know, whatever, however you want to look at that. I, but I am super curious how MK is. Cause I don't, you know, most oldest kids I meet, this is similar. They, they all have a very similar um, story about this. Well, there's a reason why I moved 3000 miles away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that I don't have to have that pressure of being the person all the time. Right. And I can always hit the green or the red button, whatever I want, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for Kayla and Kelly. What does do what the fuck I like look like for you? Why for them? Because I feel like they're on opposite sides. Uh, like, I feel like, like, Kayla's quiet and Kelly is more vocal about do what the fuck she likes, though she's very warm-hearted. And I'm just curious <laughs> if they'd be similar or different. How is Jordan I'm, I'm, not I'm, in this I'm, one? I'm a host. So I could fucking do it all <laughs> She probably already knows what she, she already knows I Jordan's thought. answer. <laughs> we Jordan need to have Jordan it. as a PS on this one. Yeah. I want to hear it. Yeah, be prepared, Jordan. We might throw you in because you'll have an answer that... she's like oh god now the what does doing what the fuck i want look like yeah uh getting off the podcast when it's done (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) kelly gets off like we say okay we're gonna end and almost before we close out and turn the recording off kelly is so fucking out of there it's like she's a ghost so this is what happens is we have to hit stop record and then we all stay on usually except for say goodbye to say goodbye to like wrap up to make sure everyone knows if we're planning the next one right instead kelly's just like i'm out like as soon as we're like yeah Yeah. she's like peace this was fun we're good girls I would about you, I, would, I used to. I would have felt bad about it. I don't now. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that falls into that's the fuck I want. The yeah. goal, right? <laughs> yes, that is the goal, right? Doing what you want isn't any good if you're going to beat yourself up about it. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, All right, Kayla. What about you? Well, I mean, for me, it's just like it's having the freedom, like where I can just pick up and go and do whatever I want. You know, so I just, I'm in this lifestyle right now where I can do that. I have the freedom to that. So when I read that, like, you know, I could do whatever the fuck I want. It's like, I could, I could literally do whatever I want, you know? And it's like having that freedom because I think I felt so trapped as a child and in my young adult life, not having the freedom to be able to do that now in my thirties, like, oh, I heard that so often, like in your, your teen and then you're in twenties, you're like trying to figure shit out. But like, I remember somebody told me like, oh, your thirties are great because you know who you are. you you usually have a steady career. So you're making money, you know? And like, so depending on where you fall, it's like, it's really great because you can kind of do whatever you want. So I'm in, I feel like I am the epitome of a 30 year old right now. Like I have a great job. I have the freedom. I have the stuff to do to go wherever and do whatever the fuck I want. So yeah. you're single, um, you don't have any kids, you're no, you know, exactly. like you don't have to worry I, about anybody. Yeah. I don't have <laughs> any of those, you know, I'm, and I think it's cause I'm right now I'm choosing not to have any of, of that, you know, it's right. a choice. Right. Yeah. So. All right. We need our exclamation point, Jordan. <laughs> Is there anything? I don't know if I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. 
I kind of feel like <laughs> now she's shy. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I kind of feel like Kayla, where I was like, yeah, I'm 30 and I'm finally like starting to like myself. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. now I'm in the sense of like, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want not to be a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> you're, you know, trying, wait, you're trying not to be? I'm trying not. Yeah, I'm trying not to <laughs> is be. That what you're, is that what you were saying? Like, were you? Yeah, like, I feel like a people would wouldn't want to like ask my opinion early on and stuff like that but like now I'm learning I don't have to give it either you know like do whatever the fuck you want to me is like I tell people do you like I don't even give a shit about you anymore I think for me that's learning how to like do whatever the fuck you want because if they're not renting space in your mind then you're fucking free Mm. yeah that's good that's really good I agree with you Jordan Bethany and I yeah. were just talking about asking for permission. Bethany would like me to do more of that. Fuck right? that. <laughs> right, B? Yes. You what were expecting we... me to share that, but... Yeah, I was like, what? I was spacing out, thinking about what I was oh. going to say. Um, one? Yeah, because I was thinking about, like, what it looks like for me. So mo- a lot of the time now, it's more about what, I, what I'm not doing. So, like, what I don't share, because mm-hmm. I used to feel like I would have to share everything to everybody it felt like I didn't have any privacy um and like not talking not reaching out to people not feeling like I have to save everybody or be there for everybody just because they're going through a hard time it's like do I actually want to do those things do I have the energy for it that's what I check in with like is it coming from an authentic place or is it coming from like you know I feel like I have to do this to be a good person or because you know so it's more so for me it's like what what I don't do now that's awesome yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, All right. Next question. This one's a biggie. So we need you. This might take some vulnerability. Okay, ladies. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on Glennon's? I think it was an amazing share about comparing her being sick when she was dealing with her eating disorder as a teenager and her therapist turning to her dad during a family therapy and saying to her dad, do you think you contributed to Glennon's illness? And her dad became very upset because he identified as a good dad. And Glennon crosswalks this over to racism and how she feels as a collective energy as a country, saying maybe we are sick as a country, like her family or slash her dad, in order to become a healthy country, everyone has to stay in the room and own their part of the side of the sidewalk and to realize that maybe there's sickness in our country, aka racism. What did you ladies think about that? Do you have any feelings? Um, and it was such, and I know in that chapter, she really had a lot of different points to make. And I was like, I was trying to figure out which one. And this was the one that stuck with me. So I really related to this because I feel like that's what didn't, like it was similar. Like I was more like Glennon in that, in my family. And like, like my family hasn't really fully, owned their part in like maybe why I am the way that I am nowadays you know not that I'm blaming them but like you know <laughs> there's a reason right and um so I I totally related to that and and I agree I absolutely agree with her that there's there's toxicity that that runs throughout our society and the way that we're conditioned 
that, that we can't really help it. Like, I, I love the part where she was talking about, we kind of just like, I don't know if you're saying it's just like in the water, or we just like drink the water or something. So that effect, it was like, mm-hmm. you can't help but be exposed to this stuff. It's just when you realize that it's a part of you is that's when you take responsibility for it. And that's what everyone needs to do. And it's not because we're trying to blame somebody else because we think we're better than them. It's because we're we're just wanting everyone to get better, right? It's like, say I got sick, you know, with, with, uh, with COVID, like, you know, and like, you were also sick. Like, I don't know if this is a good example, but like pointing out like, Hey, I think these are symptoms of you being sick. Like I know because I have it too, or I had it too, you know? So like, maybe you should do Mm -hmm. these things to help get better. It's not because we're judging that person for being sick. It's because we're just wanting it to help, you know, like to help everyone get better. So, excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) I think that the, something interesting and there's a pun that I don't intend is that a lot of stigmas are binary like there's it's you know you're one thing or the other and like with racism I feel like people think that it's so binary you either are or you aren't Mm -hmm. and the reality is it's like there's so many levels and variants of it it's like same with being sick you can be really sick in a hospital bed or like have a runny nose. So it's just, that's the it's way that I kind of took it. Yeah. That's the way yeah. that I kind of took it. Um, I like that. So. It's the, <clears throat> how to be an anti or how to be an anti-racist. You're either mm-hmm. working towards being anti-racist or mm-hmm. you're not, you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you're right. not. Yeah. 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 Trina. Re- in, oh, go, oh, go ahead. No, no, I think you're going to say exactly what I was going to say. Rita <laughs> recommended a book to me. It cast by Isabel Wilkerson. And list. I've read a couple books because I felt like one of the things I love out of coming out of Black Lives Matter and really kind of diving into racism um, is a white fragility, which was really, I liked, I really helped me, but at the same time, it didn't answer mm-hmm. <sighs> It's written by a white woman, right? What? It's written by a white woman, right? White fragility? Yeah, that's the problem. Oh, Robin. No, but it's a good, it's a good opener to something deeper, like what cast brings to the table. Cast is, yeah, and I'm only halfway through it. But what I think is interesting, it's talking about the infrastructure Mm -hmm. of how you and it compares it to India's caste system, which I've always been like horrified, like, oh my gosh. But then she like breaks it down. I was like, well, you know, I feel like my friends are next, my girlfriend, let's break it down. The American history is built on a caste system and she does this walkthrough and then pulls out like Holocaust. Why is that different? And it's so obvious once she breaks it down. And for me, it really helped me see that our, our country in the US is sick. There is, and I've always, um, and I have my part that I'm aware of and I work actively. And then I have blind spots. Cause I, if I was just like using Glennon's analogy, if you put me in a room and someone said, Aaron, are you racist? I would be like, no, I'm mm-hmm. not. And, and, and almost defensive, like, because I identify as inclusive. I've trained it. I'm so trained. I've done this and that. But what I realize is I absolutely have a part of this and I'm doing my work to get better. And the thing is that I love that you didn't step over this is it's fucking messy work. 
Yeah. This is not comfortable. It's yucky. You own your stuff. You fall. How you having a, you you wake up because you fall into your own mess. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was proud of her to, to share. And she was also sharing her own experience of where she tried to, she was going to have, um, I think it was like a virtual workshop or something. And right. Then, and like, everyone started calling her a racist. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, yeah, I, I believe I am. I believe that there's parts. Yes, I am part of this. I'm the good dad <laughs> who Thinks also is doing. part of right. um, in collusion with illness. Yeah. What were you going right. to say, Trina? Um, I was going to say that definitely, I think anybody... <laughs> Um, who is um, wanting to understand what's going on should read cast. I think every teacher, leader, um, police officer, firefighter, anybody in a position um, uh, of dealing with uh, human beings, period, should be reading that book just to understand the system. But to kind of go back to what Glennon was saying, you know, it's interesting because I remember as a child, um, you know, race wasn't even a conversation. We were brought up in a very, very, um, uh, a bubble, a Catholic bubble, but it was like, you know, really, um, you just didn't talk about it. You didn't see it. Nothing was, um, in front of you. And, and so it was just a really strange thing going through life and not really understanding things. And it wasn't like my parents, said one way or the other I even going back and thinking about myself you know in conversations with them I would never consider them racist or anything but I do remember my grandparents saying things I even remember my parents saying things that now would be considered and but and then I can remember myself thinking things and saying things and um it's horrifying that we didn't we don't know but this is goes back to what we were talking about earlier the fact that we're willing to say I don't know and I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to be messy about it. And, but I'm, my intentions are to, to understand what's going on to be part of the solution and um, hopefully uh, back the, the next generation who I think are incre- so much far advanced than we are. And I am, that make, gives me so much peace as crazy as our life is and our world is right now. They give me, um, I have a lot of, gratitude for where this next generation is taking us they're the a old lot white smarter men than are we dying. are thank the god old, the old the white men are dying <laughs> old white patriarchy yes. needs to die yeah, it they is slightly die. dying <laughs> unfortunately it needs to change you know maybe i mean i know dying sounds like a extreme word but you know uh, it something needs to change it's, it's awful Yes, I just feel like we're in such a weird here. world. <laughs> well, it just doesn't it feel strange? Like right now, I just never felt like, I don't know, am I missing something? But does it just feel like we're more divided than ever between, you know, COVID, vaccinations, not vaccinating, the politics, the, you know, are you BLM? Are you, you know, BLM or, um, you know, everybody lives. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me. Like, why are we so insane? Why don't we I think it has to be this way because it has to be that's shown right. to us, reflected back to us in a way that's extreme. That's Otherwise we're that's not right. going to get it. The space has to be created and that's only done through chaos. Yeah. And I think, no yeah. 
It's similar to yeah. a family, like Glennon's family. Glennon was the symptom. She was the canary in the in the coal in mine. the coal yeah. mine. So yeah. she's like, I'm sick. And then inside of that, it wasn't like they were kicking her out of the family. It wasn't so overt. And I think that's part of me as I've read cast, listen to podcasts and just trying to find my own contribution where I've failed and mm-hmm. where um, I've done great, but I have no problem sharing where I'm doing great. I really struggle where I fail when it comes to racism and when it comes to right. um, my inadequacies inad- around it. And I think I'm with MK, if it wasn't in my face, I don't know if I would do my own inner work mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. someone that is um, trying to do better now that I know better yeah. um, and finding my lane and finding the lane that I'm committed to, not the lane that makes me feel safe. Right. Right. I think didn't Eckhart totally say it was going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I guess so, that's what so- we're in. Yeah, there was a, I forget what I was watching or listening to, but someone's, someone made a comment where it was like, white supremacy ends with white women because they are <laughs> the ones that bring, yeah. bring in rear kids. Yeah, there's, and, um, wasn't that, uh, Dalai Lama? Yeah, Dalai Lama. Is that who was? Western, the Western woman is going to heal the planet because we're forced because we have access to more power, we're dialoguing. We have more privilege. Oh. That's why. I mean, yeah, you know, we have to use it responsibly and be a good example. What up, Western women? Pulling <laughs> 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 <Are> you out. <laughs> do that because we're helping to uh, land the divine feminine. I think there's a spiritual aspect to it mm-hmm. as well. Yes, there's absolutely. An awakening occurring. That's it's important. Otherwise, we've got that pendulum thing that happens, which says you know, conquer the patriarch, but <laughs> we have to take the higher, the higher road and do the balancing because mm-hmm. we have this, we have the wherewithal, we have that strength. Yeah. We're setting the harmony through the balancing, I think. Yeah, for sure. This feels like it's taken a long time for us <laughs> to get where we need to be. But Trina, you know what I think of it now where we are is that we're in, if you think of like, if you especially look at LGBTQ community in the closet, we're like, we're fucking cleaning the closet. So it's a fucking hot mess Mm -hmm. because we're shaking the closets. We're shaking the purses. We're shaking everything out. And we're like, oh, sweet Jesus. I thought I had a tidy house. I am a (laughs) shit show. You're like, yeah. I didn't know this was in here. Yeah, yeah. If you look at like AA, that's the first thing is you have to own the reality of what's so. Yeah. And then you can do the other steps. And we're right. doing it in so many areas, like with sexual equality. I mean, I, I, I'm only, so 48, I'll be 49 next, this month. And when I was coming up, it was not unusual, let alone totally unacceptable for a man that you work for who is married to be like heavily pursuing you like that is I literally I would have told myself I would have been like well just be clear like it, it, these responses would have been on you right yeah a hundred percent what were you wearing expected and <laughs> right. what and were you, you wearing clean michelle <laughs> right shoulder and you clean up their mess shoulder shoulder i'm just saying like so Those i feel like we've made a lot of strides in a lot of areas it's just there hasn't 
you you only know what you've you've experienced or people that you know have experienced where like certain things like as a as a woman in business right i've experienced like all the like the stuff that the me too movement is driven out of if you're a person of color in the united states you probably have had some experiences that weren't videotaped previously or were videotaped so infrequently that it seemed like they were anomalies right so like but this is like now all coming together if you're you know, a person of um, like gender non-specific, right? You had all your experiences and now we're just seeing them all like <laughs> come to, you're yeah. like, oh my God, every single, you know, everywhere this is. Yeah. Yeah. Just shit blowing up everywhere. And, and, and on the, the real crazy, like white supremacy side, right? Like, has that just all been there also? And we just have not been aware of it. Like Probably sure. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just now you're seeing it more. So you think it's exactly. happening more. Exactly. Yeah. So there is some real power in that. There's some real, I mean, there's some I still think it's been exasperated, but I understand what you're saying. Trees <laughs> knowing. It. My knowing I'm just, says. <laughs> I'm just irritated by the world right now. I just, yeah. Feel we're just, you know what, Trina, the news. Funny? Yeah, I, I don't. Was, I try I not to. I was just listening to NPR and like here, at least in Los Angeles, it's as if COVID doesn't even exist right now. Like it's like you go anywhere, there's like no mask, everything, COVID's gone. I was just listening to a podcast that was, or a a thing on NPR, they were talking about this. In Africa, there's like 1% of the population is vaccinated. They're like, COVID is alive and real on this continent, like folks, (laughs) like just in case we're wondering. I just forget about everything else here. Yeah. See, that's how easily we can slip into denial and avoidance. And to racism. White privilege. White privilege, for sure. (laughs) Yes, exactly. First Nation privilege. I don't even know if that's the right word to say. Can you say First Nation? Developed country? Sure, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, but even then, they're still non-privileged in our... our... Mm -hmm. Nation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm totally shifting gears. Okay. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Trina's getting annoyed. I'm getting I'm getting rage filled right now. Trina, save yourself after the show. I wow. will. I will. I will. And do your chart because I think you have more Scorpio in you because this is how Kelly gets. She gets worked up and I, and then Izzy I does know. the same thing and she has Scorpio and I'm like, hmm, they're oh. the deep feeler thinkers. God, I love your daughter's Instagram. I'm so at one with her on her <laughs> actually now in the room she's like she's, hanging out oh i love her okay she heard that okay glennon describes what god looks like to her so curious what does god look like to all of you and if you want to share what does faith look like <laughs> god looks like golden white energy to me and it's kind of effervescent Sometimes it takes the form of a female and sometimes a male and sometimes just greater energy. I can't believe it doesn't take the form of a dog for you or a pet. (laughs) (laughs) Like half dog, half cat with a little bit of whatever the hell else. That's a dang good point. That's so true. And then faith is just my connection, checking Mm -hmm. in, being guided, being of service continually intending i want to be of service 
I want to be of service. That's faith to me. Lead me to persons, places, or things that will inform my next steps in a way that I can be of service. Oh. I'm not that advanced. I wish I was. <laughs> Spoken you know, like that... a true Reiki master. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we, I felt like we touched on some of this, but yeah, God, unfortunately, I can't shake God being a male, even though inside I feel her as being female although the world is so screwed up i still think god's a male right now so you know whatever mm. but um that part i think you know i haven't really i don't really know about god um but i what i know about faith um is is what i see um in the mountains and in the ocean um taking a hike and seeing a stream the sound of a laughing baby that is to me faith it's it gives it fills me up more than any prayer that i'll hear in the bible well said said. it's a bird song Mm -hmm. yes if no one else says anything i'm moving to the next one well (laughs) give someone a chance You can have a little faith. I love it. Those readings. So oh, I was going to read say, Kelly. Right? I know. Before Kelly decides to leave and do what the fuck she wants. That's right. Um, <laughs> for me, I believe in both God and goddess because um, I'm all about that balance and there's a, and polarity, I believe, exists in our world. And it's usually a feeling. It's not, and I believe there's, it's not just one person or one deity or one thing for each of them. It's, because uh, like I study goddesses a lot and there's a goddess for a different type of energy, a goddess for abundance, a goddess for creativity, a goddess for um, love, a goddess for compassion, you know? So I feel like gods and goddesses are everywhere and there's multiple different types and they, they just, they master a different energy for us to, to utilize. And it's usually a feeling. It's not necessarily a, what it looks like. That's, that's how I tap into it. Is God non-binary? Yes. (laughs) Yes. What if like it's the same God, just, you know, Mm -hmm. being the goddess of abundance, being the goddess of clarity. For whatever you need at any moment. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It shows up and it's like, we're the, we're the humans are the ones who create the the images around it. You know, it's like, it's our minds that created it. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, again, not to say that that's wrong with it, but we need something to focus and visualize sometimes. um, And it helps us to actually see it as real. If there's a book see oh sorry no go ahead there's a book called the shack i think it's actually a christian book but i read it that um, book's good mm-hmm. it's a good book. there's a movie it kind of did it a little homeworky i'm gonna be a little critical for a moment but god showed up as a african-american woman um and it was i can't remember the actress's name um i should have looked it up she just did a movie with melissa um mccarthy and what trina's looking but i was love it and they're like and the guy who's like wait you're god why did you show up and and god says she's like i show up in the way that you can accept it yes yes octavia god you who's so fast jordan millennial (laughs) (laughs) spencer Spencer, Octavia Spencer, yeah, and the way she's, she's so good in the book and the movie is like, I show up the way you want. If I was talking to someone else, I'll be another shape. I'll be another person. I could give a oh. flying fuck how I show up. 
Why do all I these religions that I'm God spirituality, like the spirituality and religions, they all have different types of gods and goddesses and they all look different it's because mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. mean that they're wrong, right? Like any of them are wrong. It just means that's how it showed up for that person. And that's what came to form. Is it hard for you Catholics going, no, it's wrong. No, it's <laughs> no, wrong. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all in. I, I, I'm, I'm, I believe like sometimes when you look at like the Sistine Chapel, the picture of God was probably some rich guy back in the right. day that was, you know, My what God. has nothing. I mean, I think all these images in different cultures of what God looks like was based on some rich dude that was able to, you know, have pay the image it. made after them pay yeah. for it. I don't, I don't believe, but it, it is part of my thinking that God is a white bearded white guy with muscles. I don't see muscles. that one as muscles. I don't, I, I see it more I as like la- these crazy biceps. When you yeah. look at God. He's like this and he's got this huge bicep there. I don't so know. God is white muscles with old man face. Big with, with, mm. uh, Santa Claus beard. Santa vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Santa, yeah. for sure. I feel Santa, like yeah. full on Santa though. So like, and I have the chubbiness like, too. And his yes. son is brown, right? Jesus is brown. Yes. Can we yes. get behind that? No, yes. okay. he's not. He's a white man. You've seen Okay, him. right. He's just very <laughs> tan. Get in my head. Definitely not Jewish. I don't relate to Jesus, but I do relate, even though it's crazy. I don't relate to Jesus. I like... I don't like. I hear Jesus, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you do the work. Like, he hasn't like, shown God, himself to I you yet, Aaron. Or I think of like Kelly. God's alike. God's female yeah. because yeah, I, I feel that. I feel nurtured. So I, I, my, it's actually could be sexism. I go towards females feeling nurtured, or no. I think of light. I believe that's mm-hmm. the 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 patriarchy who who kind of hijacked uh, feminine strengths like the strengths that feminine mm. energy provides and and saying it's actually men that provide those things i think that's why you think of it that way <laughs> just another product of patriarchy <laughs> and i think of nurturing that's what i'm saying is why it's like i because i always feel that like patriarchy hijacked feminine energy and started saying that it was actually men who you know what i'm saying utilize the the strengths that that women do that's what i feel does that yeah. make sense no so that's why i was so there's a lot there's some very interesting then uh, never mind <laughs> about lost pieces of the bible that actually did talk about uh, or maybe not the bible but scrolls the dead sea scrolls where the women did have huge parts in the spiritual life mm-hmm. that was just removed by the white guys yeah, i'm saying so i'm saying and they, and they took on they took on the the glory so to speak of we're the nurse. We're going to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying is you, that's why you feel it's feminine energy. Cause it is actually feminine energy, but because of, we live in a patriarchal society, we call it God instead of goddess or feminine. Right. Does it make sense now? <laughs> Didn't the, that book, the red, red tent kind of go into what Kelly was saying. Yeah. Well, I yes. want to read that. Yeah. I haven't read that. Yeah. yeah. Be Bethany. Yeah, I know it's in my believe me it's in my queue I have like a million books that I need to read (laughs) and listen to yes hey Aaron you might consider thinking of Jesus as a an ascended master just that's how I see but when I hear people's energy behind Jesus I go oh that's that's the problem yeah it's everyone's where I get a little like everyone's all hyping him up it's like when you this is gonna 
totally different. Like I hate the nightmare before Christmas because of their fans. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus fans. <laughs> yes. <suck> yes. Sometimes. <laughs> I told yeah, this is funny. <laughs>
you already know at least one trauma, right? Like for Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. You already know one trauma, right? And it's like the trauma is her dad died, right? That's what you're right. Yeah. Or the trauma right? of having me as the parent. I didn't know what no! <laughs> her dad also so there is that. Right. The depends trauma isn't the your day, fault, Aaron, though. Depends on the day. No. Also, yeah. The Listen, that what everyone's gotta go to therapy for something. And it is exactly. not probably gonna be the thing that you think it's gonna be, right? Like that's your job to fuck her up. Aaron. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that you even care about that, like how many parents don't even, I mean, yes, we're saying yes. Most parents think about that MK, but like there's a lot of parents that they don't, don't communicate <laughs> it though. There's right. a yeah. lot of parents. There's a don't. lot of parents that aren't like trying to put that kind of, kind of vulnerability out there. It's you actually know, really it's hard for most humans to take responsibility for how their actions affect other people. So I think that's Absolutely. a strength that you have, Aaron. Mm. But I think you take it to the extreme sometimes. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> and it, in fact, the other thing I would just offer is that we don't actually have control over what our kids do. You know, yeah. like they're their I know that intellectually. People, right? Like they're but their own. It's just like our spouses are. Oh, or our, yeah. Even our own bodies, right? It's like you don't really have control over what, you know, like you put all your heart into it, MK. And it's like, all you can do is just like, be like, okay, I'm, this is my intention. This is what I hope for my life. But you, the fact that we even think that we even have control over our own bodies, right? Then you get sick and you realize you don't, or your own, you, your attitude, right? Your effort, maybe like, all you can do is give her tools and yeah, and guidance and love and, support. and your own yeah. self, right? Guidance, love, and a like, model and an example, like you start living the therapy and therapy fun. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's looking for coaching we have a coaching a coach and therapist like no i get it like intellectually yeah. I get it, but when my, no i know when yeah. i get triggered no of course yeah. or when i'm I not saying it's i'm easy. like i'm just saying yeah like no oh, she's gonna be amazing she already is yeah i yes. adore her oh my god i like Here, we're all trying to make aaron feel better like, <laughs> <laughs> yet um okay last question so we did a challenge. Let's see who did it. We did a challenge between last recording and now is asking each other, where could we be more messy and where could we be more wild or messy and wild? Ladies, does anyone have anything to share on being more messy and wild? Kayla was like doing her hair in the picture. I know she's twirling it. She was like some <laughs> goddess ritual. Or she something. did look like a goddess right now. She was like, <laughs> I do. She's twirling her hair and leaning. I, I do wild. I was sorry in a trance there for a second. Yeah. Who was Feel with free you to share. <laughs> yeah. Are you a fantasy? What are you thinking about? <laughs> no, I was just trying to think like, have I been wild or messy lately? I was just trying to. I mean, you just got a cat. That's a pretty big, uh, like, that's yeah. thing, yeah. She's like, yeah. I did. You know? I, got a, a, I mean, that's, that's definitely like a, I don't know. If, I mean, I guess it would be wild for me. I mean, considering. You thought I've, about it for a very long time. And so I did. You sprung oh. on it. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did take it under advisement, you know, I did counsel and all of that before I made that decision. <laughs> 
I yeah. did something that was messy. I there was a friendship that I fell apart with, and I had a conversation about why I felt it fell apart months ago. And then the person was going to visit the area, and I reiterated, like, "Oh, I miss you. I want to hang out with you." And I said, "I don't feel like our friendship's in the same place." And I feel like you caused it for me to point out where I'm disappointed in someone. I feel like you caused this to happen. So please don't expect anything remotely close to what we had. Cause that's called a close friendship and you and I don't have that anymore. And for me, that makes me want to shit myself <laughs> because when I love you, can you see how I am with my daughter? Like when I'm loyal and I love you, I'm like, yeah. you're in. And to say no. And then I told another friend I wanted to, and then I'm also telling Bethany. So Bethany, are in the process. If you're going to be in this inner circle, I just need to be really straight of what it looks like. And Bethany's like, do I have to be invited? Is it a, is it like an invitation to be on your inner circle? Cause I'm not good at it. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but what I'm trying to do is get clear what I need and be and almost like vomit with lack of any clarity. And I'm watching Bethany just be like, girl, I like, I like you, but does this like, I don't really know what you're saying. So I'm like, being really clear with who I don't because why, and being really clear with like, Hey, I could be really close to you, but you might not want it because here's what I have to have or don't jump, don't get close. And, and I was like, I took it as like, I feel like I don't have any say in the matter. Like, <laughs> it feels like you're going to choose me to be in your inner circle or I'm going to be out. I don't know. Like, and I don't really get to have a choice. <laughs> it was such a clusterfuck. It was but what funny. I felt was like, I'm just trying, like, I'm trying to be as I'm putting myself great. out here and I'm going to yeah. say yeah. the wrong thing. Right. Right. And and yeah. And Bethany, you might step into this inner circle and I just want to let you know, it's kind of like, oh, we're dating. I'm already planning our wedding. So she was like, oh, oh, you're planning it's the like, wedding? Oh, fuck. oh no, she's shit. inviting oh, me to family. He was stuff. like, I think we should start a vacation fund. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're that, I didn't realize we were that serious. I, you know, yeah. I was like, because we're casual and yeah. we're really looking for long-term. So <laughs> <laughs> Wait, just have sex. Yeah, I mean, it was just like it was. It was just like a fun thing that we were gonna do for like maybe no. a year or two, and that was it. Yeah, we're starting a <laughs> mutual fund retirement. Yeah, so, Aaron, how did the conversation go for you? If it felt awkward and weird, Bethany, and or with the letting go of the old relationship, the it felt. Um, it was interesting because I felt I took so much. I was so trying to own my words because, and I'm committed as messy as I can be. I'm trying to be as kind as possible. And in the process of being like, I, what I did was I like took so much time to say it right, own my shit, but also be straight of how it land things landed for me. And I got back with like, that's okay. That's fine. And I was like, Oh, well shit. I obviously care a lot more about this than this other person or whatever's going on. I don't know, but it was like, okay. All right, God, I felt really like done. Like I'm, and we actually interacted. Um, and in my energy, like, and I don't know if anyone's been around me when I'm like done okay. with closest. I am, I'm a fortress. You're not getting in. If it's done, it's done. Same. So it was successful. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And you're the same way. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes a lot to, for me to uncage my cold heart. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel yeah. You. <laughs> but when I do, it's like warm and loving and overextended a lot. 
<laughs> but then as if you if you wrong me, I will be forgiving. But if you wrong me again, no. I, it takes me a long time to grieve the relationship of it. It takes me a while to get the fortress up. But once it's up, yeah. Yeah, no. and I got really clarity on who I am as a friend. So I'm starting to like get really like, hey, this is who I am. And it's I'm I'm in I'm in the becoming of it. I'm clearly not on the other side of what that looks like, but it's definitely something I'm wrestling with and understanding myself. I just had I just had a conversation just earlier today with someone that I I'm in a relationship I want to be in a relationship with I like care about them but they um they haven't like earned back some of my trust in some areas and and I just really had to like kind of reset that and reset it like in verbal terms because mm-hmm. I was just like yeah like I'm not I'm not a fortress I'm not done like I'm not yeah. but like I also am like I'm not just like, I would say this about getting older and making different decisions. When I was younger, I would always just jump back in. I was always like a, like, mm. maybe like we can. So I was, uh, I would, if, if I felt it, you know, and, and now I'm much, I'm like, I'm a little bit more cautious with like what I share with who, you know, and, and how I'm going to show up in that way. And it's, I think before it used to be more reactionary. Like I grew up in a, in a family that like, like it's like only cocktail talk. Like they don't, we, we aren't group. Like they don't want to talk about anything deep. Like if you go deep, like what is wrong with you? <laughs> like what is, unless you're in a fight. So unless you're in like a, a, a fight and something's like real serious, like that would be the way you could communicate like real deep, serious things. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think I, I, I over, like I, the pendulum swung real far and then I would get like in real deep, real fast with lots of people. And it's like, and now I'm kind of like back to like, I'm going to like be more cautious with that and, and getting to a point where you actually verbalize it and like in a loving way that isn't in a fight that isn't it. That's a, that's a tough thing to do consistently. Like I, I'm feeling that as a, as a struggle for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not everybody deserves our vulnerability, right? Yes. You That's know, it's an too. earned thing. Yeah. Even people mm-hmm. you care about. To- yeah. Oh yeah. Trina, yeah. you're talking. Did you want to share anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have a printed piece of paper. There is no, I did. That, that. That's the part I was hoping to avoid this one because I really didn't. I, I knew that 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 was the challenge, but I just it was a a crazy couple weeks. So yeah, I did not like take it on that way. I mean, I've had like messy um, things going on. Um, trying to think of what would it pertain, but nothing where I took on the challenge in that respect. So. Mm-hmm. But um, well, you're going to have to be invited to the next podcast because it'll be something that's going to be really out there. I'm like, Trina, you failed the messy and wild one. So back over I here. To, so I just start over. I, <laughs> no, I told Maddie she has to do your next uh, book club. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> what is like, it? Wait, what? 
I don't know. I'm just we don't know. We're not sure. Yeah. It's Bethany's sure. choice. We're, we're taking the summer off after this. Well, unless yeah. you give me another choice. We can um, choose one together. Oh, yeah. oh my God, what an idea. <laughs> oh my God, what a concept. We're, collaborate. Well, now you're really on my inner circle friendship. So if you're allowing me to collaborate with you. <laughs> give you the contract later okay um anyone else because we're about to head out we're about to end it and i opened the conversation Ooh, with who my brother (gasps) oh right yes opened up brother you punched in the nose in the side of the face oh i'm sorry lack of accuracy yeah and how did it go um, well, I've been seeing him recently through family events and stuff. And, um, I've been very standoffish and he's like, hi, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, um, I, he like texts me, was it happy birthday? Not even happy birthday. I forgot what it was. He texted me something and I said, <clears throat> you know, uh, I'd like to have a, a different relationship with you and, um, mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk about things. And he said, I agree. And I said, I'd rather have that. I said, you know, hopefully in the next, no, I didn't even say hopefully I said in the next, you know, couple of weeks, we should get together soon. Mm. And he said, I'd like that, but that's how the conversation has ended. Mm. I have to do the, the messy part. Um, which is scheduling or meeting. Which is scheduling. Just get my cue cards up, man. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need index cards. I even talked about it with my therapist, and she's like, "Hey, there ain't no shame." So I've gone to several like meetings like this, or like confrontations with like a piece of paper saying like, "These are these are topics that I'm gonna need to hit, and I'm gonna get too off topic or off track." So I, she's like, "You make fun of me all you want, but." I'm like, cool, I'm bringing in index cards. Brene Brown goes into that. She, mm. I think she says you want to come prepared with stuff like mm. that. It helps so it doesn't go emotionally off. You don't get all emotionally off. Yeah. yeah. I'm a crab, so yeah. I ride that tide, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I invented That's awesome it. that you're going there, though. That's a big deal. Yeah, I have it. I need to, like, I was hoping to have it done before this and being like, we're healed, but we're not. So mm-hmm. <laughs> takes time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And as much as I like to like not say that I'm like sensitive or hold a grudge or whatever, like I do <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> hold a grudge. <laughs> yeah. We have a situation in our family where my brother, it's been uh, real volatile back and forth and, um, you know, just a strange breakdown with our family as well. And um, it's interesting because my husband has kind of bridged that gap with him after, what do you think, Aaron? I don't know how many years of distance. Yeah, probably. Well, since before Chris passed that's when it really started so yeah I mean it's been a quite a long time eight eight years yeah something like that and um I find it so interesting my husband can really go there and I'm grateful to it but I still I'm open like hanging out and being around um him is fine but because we won't go into the work of it 
of understanding how it got this bad, I can't fully go there with him. I just can't let it go. I'm the opposite. I just can't let it go fully. And I don't trust it as much, but I can hang out with him, I guess, you know, it's just weird. It's weird was, to have that with a family member. I was just yeah. talking to mom and dad about this because uh, I got so upset with Carl. We're supposed to go on, um, there's a great book, Eight Dates. It's for couples. Oh, yeah. We're on the second date, actually. Oh. Finally, it's taken us forever, but we're on the second date. <laughs> so we're supposed to go on our final date. And I don't, and I, something happened. I got so upset that I walked down the stairs and I was like, I've meditated and I don't want to go on a date with you. I need, I need space. And then mom and dad are, my parents are like, so what, did, what was it? And I was like, I don't remember what I was upset about. And they're like, <laughs> what is it that has you forget? And it's that when we do the work and we get to the bottom root and I really get to share, I can let it go. But until then I'm like a dog with a yeah. bone. I can't let something go. If you're important to me, unless we get to the root of it. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the contract, Bethany. So, okay. Noted. That's just something I wonder <laughs> if that's for you, Trina, too. It's like, I don't know. Yes. I, as long as I can't because I can't yes. trust because yes. I always feel like the the shoes, the other shoes going to fall off yep. again. And I can't fully trust knowing that that's not going to happen again. So and it's, you know, my kids had, you know, suffered from it. I'm not going to let them suffer again from it. It's just too much. Yeah. So I'll I'll keep it superficial. And I'm grateful that we can have that kind of relationship. But to go deeper than that is way, I, I can't, I, well, I just don't do superficial. I don't like right. that. I don't like doing that in general. Yeah. I think that's why it's hard for me to like be around him because I don't like, I don't want to pretend. And I also don't yeah. want to like, I also don't want to feel this way. So if I could just like, right. Ignore I just wish you, you could just go there, <laughs> either ignore it or just go there. Let's just go there. Yeah. Let's go yeah. in. I don't want to hug you like it sounds really shitty but like I don't want to hug you I don't want to like oh my god it's so great to see you because it's not like you pissed me off (laughs) right right yeah it'd be cool to get a party where we just like yes you're on the hot seat you're in the dog you're like don't talk to me (laughs) all you want seriously and if it can be at that place where it's like you're not like carrying it with you because that's the, the that that's back, what I hate. That yeah. backpack of stuff is what weighs you down. You know, it's that backpack of stuff that you're just like, and it's even because it's there with you when that person isn't there. Like, so it's mm-hmm. like if you can get to a place where you're like, I, if you, if I, you know, like, I mean, no, you can't. It's fine. It's I'm, saying, yeah. I'm saying the royal we, like, if because yeah. it, it, it only impacts me when I'm carrying that shit with me. Like, yeah right all the time it's like you know what I think Michelle for me like telling my friend who is really close that we're not that close or telling Carl it's almost like I take the backpack off and I either put it down yeah I say if you love me you fucking you need to go through this right because I'll show up honest and straight but if you're not willing to look at it then put it between us but it will be between us right well but it takes you you, you keep saying, you keep talking about it when you're doing it and I always equate it to like you get naked and then you're standing there by yourself and you're like yeah. oh no no one else is getting naked okay I'm gonna put my clothes back on <laughs> oh my hey wait yeah. wait can I just real quick I know this may but what does that mean when you dream of that 
like you're naked in the dream and nobody else's. What does that mean? Anybody? Like at school Aaron, or something? Bethany? Like been, yes, um, yes, at school. Topless usually. What I always have mean? it like it's vulnerability, <laughs> but I don't have to I think of vulnerability it. or being exposed or, or oh, yeah, God, I, really I have those all the time. It's crazy. I think it's Sorry. an invitation to be vulnerable. I think Brene Brown <laughs> talked about it, that vulnerability hangover, right? Well, how do you like, feel in the dreams though? Like when you're, when you so notice I'm you're naked, naked, I'm naked. And at first I feel like I'm not, no, I don't even notice I'm walking around very secure. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, this doesn't feel normal. And why don't I have clothes on? Wait, how does this happen? And then it just goes into a full meltdown. Like, and then I wake up. Well, maybe it means yeah. you need to guard yourself more. Maybe it means you're too vulnerable. Isn't being oh. naked the most normal thing? Yeah. I, um, yeah, but, but not really in our like, society. I know. You're wanting more people to be naked with you. So just maybe right. in your stream, if you right. can, they Ask say people to take their tops off. Or just look at your hand. Like they say to look at your hand. Yeah. Your, I'm in a dream. And that oh. means you're kind of steering wheel. Like, okay, can I see my hand? I'm in the dream. And then you say, okay, I want to have people be as vulnerable, as open as I am. So everyone get naked. Oh, they're not. Okay, who's not getting naked? Oh, there's my father. Okay, there's oh my, my God. neighbor. And then you're just starting to just interpret okay. it. Okay, I'll try. It's in a dream. You can do that? Yeah, you could totally. If you know you're in a dream, like sometimes it depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'll try. Is, is not the trick is you have to start practicing writing down your dreams when you first wake I up. Know. So I know. I wish. More. Yeah, I know. I, I did a memo on my phone and I sound like I'm fucking drunk. Oh my God. I want to hear those. You should like release oh, them as like, an I'm audio like, book. It's like three cues and I remember the whole thing. I'm like, oh yeah. Totally listen to that. Okay. Ladies, you were amazing. You are amazing. Thank <laughs> you for joining us. You like the April Kelly's like, oh, we're 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 oh we're done. We're done. Oh, right? <laughs> Kelly's already second. gone. Yeah, no, Car- Kelly, Kelly checked out. Thanks for giving it real, Kelly. Just in case we lose you. Um, but stay tuned. We're gonna do intuitive hits for any or all of the podcast members of our Wild and Messy Book Club panel. And gracias. Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you because this book really held some gems for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody should read this book. I agree. It's incredible. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So thank you. All All right. right. Sayonara. Bye. Adios.